The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast offer general information only. And any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. The information in this podcast should not be considered legal, business, or medical advice. Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of the healthcare maze. Today we're going to talk about what to do if you're having trouble paying your medical debts. First, you should not really feel ashamed of having any medical debt. It turns out that it's fairly common. In the U.S., according to a 2019 report from the Journal of General Internal Medicine, about 137.1 million U.S. adults faced financial hardship due to medical bills. So what approach should you use if you find yourself with a medical bill? First thing, review the charges on the bill. Make sure that they're accurate as best you can. It turns out that uh, there's a fairly high error rate on medical bills. We've seen estimates anywhere from 30 to 70% of the time, there's some error on a medical bill. So first go through the bill and make sure that whatever you're being charged for, you in fact got those services or procedures. Also ask for a payment plan. See if there's a payment plan available for you. And also there's a lot of times there may be an opportunity for you to try to negotiate your bill. A lot of people don't realize that there are different levels of payment that's received for Medicare patients versus Medicaid patients versus private insurance patients. So sometimes you might be able to negotiate your bill down to let's say a Medicare level if you're a younger person who has private insurance. But if you're not able to negotiate with the billing manager for the organization, then all healthcare providers, for the most part, in in our 30 years of experience, they will offer either a payment plan or will allow you, of course, to use a credit card and then you can make payments over time. More and more organizations, though, are offering their own payment plans And as long as you keep to them, you don't have to put a significant amount of money on a credit card or get a loan. So that's the first thing you want to do. Second thing is if you have a number of different medical debts, you could try to consolidate them. For people that are homeowners, you might be able to do it with a home equity loan, which usually has a fairly low interest rate. If you have life insurance, some depending on the type of life insurance, you could get a loan there. Or if you put money aside in your 401k, you could be able to get a loan against your 401k. There are pros and cons to all of these different approaches, but again, these are ways that uh, you could take potentially, let's say, a medical debt from some of your children and maybe some medical debt from an adult, put them all together, consolidate them in one place at a uh, lower interest rate than you would ever be able to get from a credit card. 
Another way to get some money here is a, what's called a life settlement, where you sell your life insurance. These, this is usually whole life insurance to a third-party buyer for a one-time cash payment. Again, you don't see this too often, but there's, there's certainly more companies now than, say, five years ago that are advertising that if there's an opportunity for you to cash out your life insurance cash value portion of your policy that you might want to consider doing that. Another recent and, and very popular approach is uh, what's referred to as crowdfunding. And you basically set up a fundraising page on GoFundMe. And then you share that with friends and family. And certainly if you have that opportunity also with any social media feeds that you might have, these crowdfunding sites have been pretty popular and pretty successful for people over the years. You could look to getting a financial assistance program. We're going to talk about this in a few minutes a little bit more detail, but there are a number of charity organizations out there that depending on your income levels and and the amount of debt relative to your normal income they may be able to assist you by relieving you of some of some of your debt another option which something we wouldn't recommend unless you had gotten some advice from your attorney is bankruptcy I, I would think before you would ever consider personal bankruptcy you would want to go through all the prior steps that we just discussed. Normally, for most people, if you decide to go to bankruptcy, you'll, it'll be recommended and you'll be told you qualify for what's called Chapter 7. But again, there, there's certain income requirements. And the court does have the right to sell off certain amount of your property to pay the debt. And the bankruptcy filing will stay on your credit report, unfortunately, for up to 10 years. Again before you consider taking this this uh, bankruptcy step we'd recommend that you talk to a bankruptcy attorney first and try to exhaust all the other opportunities that are there a lot of times the best option for you is the payment plan option with your health care provider usually not only will they offer you a payment plan but a lot of these organizations will offer you an interest-free payment plan. So try first off to work a deal out with your health care provider that you went to for your particular service or procedure. If not, then you can work your way down to some of the other suggestions we have. We want to use the balance of this podcast today to talk about finding and using financial assistance programs. These programs, actually many hospital systems have uh, financial assistance programs along with a lot of foundations and other nonprofits that can help patients pay their medical bills. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, which is usually referred to as HHS, maintains a state-by-state list of more than 100 financial assistance programs across the country. As I mentioned, some hospitals have these programs. Some of them don't. But depending on where you live, your state may require hospitals to offer some type of program. There are certain states that have adopted 
strong financial assistance policies for hospitals. I'll go down this, the list of these states. California and Connecticut, Illinois and Maine, Maryland and Nevada, New Jersey and New York, Rhode Island and Washington. Now, even though the laws in these states require these, these programs, typically the, this requirement will be for nonprofit or publicly funded organizations. However, depending on what state you're in, that, especially in the Northeast, that could be the majority of hospitals in that location. What other organizations may be out there to help? I'm going to go down some of the better-known foundations and organizations that are out, out there that can help you. First one is called the Health Well Foundation. And they help underinsured people with chronic or life-altering diseases such as cancer. The PAN Foundation, that's P-A-N, they provide financial assistance to underinsured people to cover co-pays, health insurance premiums, and transportation costs related to treatment. The next organization is called Cancer Care. They offer co-payment assistance to people undergoing treatment for cancer. Next, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society which helps out-of-pocket costs for people with medical insurance and a blood cancer diagnosis. As we've talked in previous episodes, out-of-pocket dollars can include not only co-pays, deductibles, but also co-insurance. So there's usually three elements, and that's if you have insurance. The next organization is called United Healthcare Children's Foundation. This provides grants to cover medical expenses for children whose primary insurance coverage is provided by a commercial health plan. And lastly, U.S. government programs, which include insurance coverage through government health plans. Now, your, your health care provider or patient advocate may be able to help you find your way through all these different programs based on your, your location and your circumstances. The, in, a, in a local hospital, the patient services department would be someone you, you would approach. At a physician practice level, it would typically be the billing manager who would be someone you would talk to about either some sort of financial assistance or some sort of a payment plan, or, or try to negotiate your bill amount down to at least a level uh, of Medicare. Also, I want to talk briefly about pharmaceutical companies. They also have patient assistant programs. They can provide coupons or discounts to help patients access drugs for little or no cost. The eligibility and enrollment process is unique to each program, and the patients must be permanent legal residents of the U.S., provide proof of being uninsured, or that your insurance doesn't cover the particular medication. Most of these programs will ask your health care provider to fill out a form 
regarding how much medication is necessary for your treatment plan. A few of the larger patient assistant programs include the Gilead Advancing Access Program. A second program is the GSK Patient Assistance Program. Next, the Lilly Cares Foundation Patient Assistance Program. And lastly, the Pfizer RX Pathways Program. And let's talk now about state and federal governments. They offer financial assistance programs. Most of those programs are going through insurance programs such as Medicare and Medicaid. So a combination of different foundations, nonprofits, state and federal government programs and pharmaceutical programs just give you an idea of the number of financial assistance programs out there and again usually you would be talking to your health care provider in the hospital someone from the patient services department maybe the medical billing department in a in a physician practice even your healthcare provider, a physician who's in the process of, of treating you, have these folks work with you as advocates to kind of point you in the right direction where you may be able to get some financial assistance. Just talk for a few moments here about medical debt, debt forgiveness. It says, uh, for the most part, 40-50% of people who responded to a Commonwealth Fund survey in 2020 indicated they're having trouble paying off their medical bills. And again, this just go back to the initial comment of the number of people who are faced with this issue in our country. Medical debt is handled differently than other consumer debt by the major credit bureaus. If your bill goes to collections, there is a 180-day grace period before the debt appears on your credit report with any of the three major credit bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, or Equifax. If you're able to come up with a debt settlement or pay less than what's owed, it could impact your credit rating. The, The unpaid amount also may be reported to you as income for tax purposes. As far as uh, medical bill debt forgiveness, how, how does that work? Again, based on your income, family size, and other factors, the debt could be forgiven to you. And this isn't just for folks that are on Medicaid. Even people with moderate incomes, depending on the amount of their medical bills, may qualify for some level of debt forgiveness. If you're not paying anything or, or you don't pay enough as your amounts come up for payment, let's say on a payment plan, and it goes to collections and after 180 days it's still not paid off, it can remain on your credit rating for up to seven years. So one of the things that is really important here, if you find yourself faced with a significant amount of medical debt, the last thing we would recommend you do is try to ignore it. Again, initially try to work with the healthcare provider organization that you went to to get your services or procedures done. 
if they can't help you themselves, they should at least be able to help you as an advocate as to other potential programs that can help you reduce some or a good portion of that debt. Again, this goes back to previous discussions about how important it is to have health insurance. Not surprising, I'm sure, to most of you listening, people who have the most difficulty with medical debt are people who are uninsured. So whether you have to go onto healthcare.gov and try to get a coverage from the federal government in one of their marketplaces, or some states have their own marketplaces. For example, New York has their own state website where you can go and get coverage. And again, depending on your income levels, you may qualify to have your premiums either completely or partially subsidized, which will make it more affordable for you. Some other suggestions to help you try to avoid getting into medical debt. If, if you're not feeling well, but it's not an emergency, uh, don't go to a hospital ER. Try to go, if you can, try to go to your own doctor. That's always going to be the first recommendation. But if you feel you can't wait for your doctor's office to open up, uh, try to go to an urgent care center instead. The actual cost of a service or procedure done in a hospital setting is always going to be a lot more expensive than a physician practice or an urgent care center. If you have insurance, try to always use health care providers that are in-network. And unfortunately, if you end up having a chronic or complex medical condition, Try to talk in, in the hospital to a patient advocate. Again, we talked about somebody from patient services. It could also be maybe a case manager is, it gets assigned to you in a hospital because of your condition. Again, these folks are there to help you find financial assistance where they can. So just kind of quick summary. You know, if you get ill and all of a sudden you find yourself with a fairly large medical debt, Check the charges as best you can. Make sure they're accurate. At least make sure that what's on the bill are the services that you received. Contact your health care provider, which would be always our recommendation initially. The hospital's patient services department. And, and try to get some sort of a discount. Again, we'd recommend if you're not someone who's a Medicare or Medicaid beneficiary, you have private insurance, we'd recommend you try to get the amount owed reduced down to the level of a Medicare patient. And if that doesn't work, look to arrange through your health care provider a payment plan. And as we said earlier, most of these organizations will consider offering you payment plans with zero interest. Again, if you're, unfortunately, you were in the hospital, and we had talked about many hospitals having financial assistance programs, and we went through a number of states that were, they had no significant financial assistance programs that were set up by state law. 
So again, even though this can be a very difficult time for you as far as the amount of the debt, the worst thing you can do is ignore it. It's going to affect your credit score, which is just going to cause you additional stress. So try to discuss up front with your health care provider and or the patient services department in a hospital if you believe you're going to have a lot of difficulty paying your bill and go through what the options are that the provider can offer you first and foremost. And if that's still too much for you to, to handle from a budget standpoint, then ask them to help you find some financial assistance programs. I hope this podcast has been helpful, especially to folks listening who are experiencing some difficulty with paying off their medical debt. Again, you can reach us at our email, thehealthcaremaze at gmail.com for any comments or additional information that you could request from us. We look forward to continuing our discussion of medical debt and some of the options that you have to either reduce or get rid of that. Please subscribe to our podcast. And thank you very much for listening.